0: Yeah, I think I never really threw that many strikes. You know, I think I was kind of all over the place with my fastball. And, um, you know, I think they kind of sensed that. And so uh, gotten bad counts and, and threw some pretty bad splits in, in bad counts. And, and those were a lot of the hits that I gave up. But even when I got in good counts, just not, not good enough
1: pitches, uh, you know, just couldn't really put anybody away today. And, um, you know, but
2: like I said, they—I got to give credit to them, and um, you know, they did a good job of battling. This is Kevin Gossman talking after last night's <laughs> 11-4 That's who loss. That's was, <laughs> I lied, by the way, on Twitter last night. I said no, that I, I said you, that really? I was I said that I was. I think my tweet was something like, "God, this is awful. I'm turning over to the Sundance Channel to watch a Swedish." Drama. I didn't. You I watched didn't? the rest of the game and flipped back and Which forth game? between the hockey game. I watched the baseball. Did, and the, hockey did,
0: game. did the Leafs win? I.
2: it came real close. So now they're gonna uh, they're gonna win the next four games, and it's gonna be a six game series sweep uh, by the uh, by the. I'm not worried. And they're not. There shouldn't be a Leafs fan out there that's worried. They're a better team than Florida. Well,
0: there's two in here.
2: This series is not in this the, room. Series is in the bag.
0: In that room. Uh, over there let's that talk
2: are. about <clears throat> well, let's talk about the Blue Jays, Kevin Barker. Your Blue Jays. <laughs> Do we have to? Did we just see? <laughs> Did we just see the worst
0: series no question. in baseball history? They couldn't, get, they couldn't put gas no. in the jet quick enough to get out of Boston. You know that I have a reason
2: for asking <laughs> whether or not that was the worst was series in baseball history. According to like Optus it. stats, retweeted by Jason Stark. It has to be true. The numbers for the Red Sox offense in the Blue Jays series, 58 hits, 32 runs, Twelve doubles, nine home runs, nine stolen bases—the last MLB team to reach all of those numbers in a single series. A long time ago, I bet. was the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Phillies at the Baker Bowl. I don't even know what the hell the Baker Bowl is. From June 24th to 27th, 1921. So, folks, what you saw in Boston.
0: One of the worst worst series in the history of baseball.
2: Could very well have been the worst series (laughs) in the history of baseball.
0: Uh, I mean, the best thing came out of that was two things, for me anyway, because I like hitting. Varsho, hopefully he's back. Going to do something the rest of the season, fingers crossed. And Vladdy's hitting homers. Yep. That's a huge deal. Other than that, show's over for us. We don't, even, <laughs> talk. Let's go. We don't right. even talk anymore. Talk we Leafs. Don't, we don't even need to talk anymore. Scale 1 to 10. Your no. confidence level in the Leafs. 416-870-0590. Yes.
2: Star 590. 590 Let's go.
0: Don't say that,
2: because they're going to call right. Nah, now. I just kid. we're not doing it. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. It's a baseball show. Uh the uh, Jays. What did I say? Did I say it was an eleven four? Was it eleven four or eleven five? I don't think you said. Eleven five. I sure changed the lads. loss for the uh, Jays. (laughs) Kevin Gossman, (laughs) three-and-a-third innings pitch, 10 hits, eight earned runs. wasn't good. Four strikeouts, one walk. He tells Uh, he's stuck. By the way, uh, a little Ricky Tiedemann update. Uh, If you don't know, Ricky Tiedemann left his double-A start with left biceps discomfort after just three-and-two-thirds innings. It's never good. No. Uh, He is scheduled to meet with a doctor probably in the next hour or so uh to undergo an exam Ooh. in uh New Hampshire. It will be a, a initial uh it'll be an initial exam and then of course there if a follow up is needed, I, I would presume the follow up would be done I don't know, either in Boston or maybe in, in, in Florida where the Jays medical people are. But uh that is what we know about Ricky Tiedemann, Um you know That's which and I mean I cannot put this they've been really delicate with his workload. well said So just from a distance, this would concern me, but...
0: No question.
3: I'm not not a doctor. I
2: don't even play one on TV. Uh, Zach Pop left yesterday's game uh, after throwing a pitch. It looked some sort of... I think they're calling it a hamstring injury. Uh, We'll we'll get more of an update. Maybe from John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, will join us at 11. We'll get an update in that. But anyhow, getting back to Kevin Gossman. Here's the thing about Kevin Gossman. Kevin, hmm. See what did. every one of his bad starts hmm. looked the same. Bad? Well, it, they look. no, <laughs> think, back to, <laughs> Her, think back to the first time he he's was got two pitches. Just let so. me finish. Well, think, he's got two think, pitches. Think, think back to when he was – the first time he was lit up here with the Blue Jays. We thought, my, they, they look like they know what's coming. He must be tipping pitches. All right, they I looked in on that, whatever. That 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 was what everybody was saying. We know they looked into it. That wasn't as much of a factor as everybody thought. But every every bad Kevin Gossman start comes down to the same thing, doesn't it?
0: Pretty much. He's he he is like every other pitcher at the big league level times two. Why to explain that? Boy, well, he has two pitches. His fastball command has to be excellent. He has to get them in swing mode. His fastball... his velocity on his fastball last night was down a a mile per hour. Was that cold weather? Is that on purpose? We saw some 95s, but they were rare. I mean, if you got 95 against a lineup like the Red Sox are throwing out there right now, you probably should use it. That wasn't there. He needs that. He said that on this show that he needs the command, the pounding the strike zone. Early in counts, he faced 18 batters. He only threw seven strike ones. That's not good enough. I could lay off the split finger. If you fall behind me all the time, 1-0 is much easier for me to take it than 0-1. It's real simple. That's a simple thing. And he had nine three-ball counts, which is exactly what he said. That that's why I love Kevin. Kevin don't he, he don't mess make... around. He just tells you yeah. I stunk. Basically, I it has to get better. There's no excuses for it. I need to come back. They got a good lineup. I'm a pretty good pitcher. You could read between the lines yeah. saying I need to do better. Like I I got if I throw my game, I'm going to get them out. He didn't do that, and yeah, he they really wa- needed it. Lefties were six for 13 with six RBIs and four Ks. That's probably the game right there. they really lefties. Does. They
2: run out there pretty good right He now. really does walk and talk like an ace. Kevin, Gossam Ace does.
0: is strong. There's a handful of those you can well, count them he's, on one hand. He's the, best. He's, the, he's the best pitcher in the staff is what oh, No saying. question. So, Not even a April
2: 29th against the Mariners. He hit 97 miles an hour six times. He got 20 whiffs with his splitter. That's the most swings and misses on a single pitch by anyone in baseball so far this year. And since they've started pitch tracking, which is 2008, no pitcher has had more whiffs on a splitter. Uh, That's good. The good only pitch. one close to him is Shohei Otani.
0: Why, why do you think, let, let me do you think he gets no, swing and misses on a split figure? Fast Because he throws 98 for strike. Fast forward
2: to this right. start you mentioned nine three ball counts but in terms of whiffs he only got seven swings and misses
0: six on the split finger six on the splitty yeah let me how let do me. you go from what you saw against I just, Seattle I just told you to what you I just told you fastball command and velocity of the fastball he needs it like his two pitches like I got a 50 50 chance of guessing right that's why you, tr- you saw him trying to after the second inning, he throws some sliders. Like, he just yeah. – he has to have fastball command. Like, you cannot say that enough. He says that. I'm not saying anything that's not – you know, I'm just throwing it against the wall. He has to have it. And for me, where's the velocity at consistently? That's the, another thing. I get it. You can do that against Kansas City, throw 91 with a little movement. But if you notice, this lineup is not Kansas City. Yeah. I could, that, that has to be a little better. I may further those stats. Jays threw six pitchers yesterday. They threw a total of 159 pitches. They faced 42 batters, which is a lot. Mm, for not, for they, yes. they, didn't, they, they didn't even hit in the ninth inning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that's eight innings. They had 16 swing and misses total.
2: Out of how many pitches?
0: 159. 42 batters. Who's, who do you blame more? The pitching for the Jays? That's six different pitchers. You would think sooner or later one, one guy's just going to locate have nasty stuff. Yeah, th- th- I mean that's t- a great point. I, I to me this honestly, I
2: I, I know people want to crap in the bullpen here and all that. I get that, but the fact that the Red Sox roasted every pitcher they saw roasted. suggests to me that this was more about the Red Sox lineup being better than a lot of us gave it. Tim credit Mason for. was
0: okay. through twenty nine pitches. He threw twenty nine pitches. Had three. Swing and misses. He faced lefties. Yeah, lefties. It's The only reason he's in the game. I mean, he was in the game yesterday because he had to be. There was really nobody else. You look at hey. you look at the the variety of the
2: variety of pitchers that Jays ran out against. They hit everybody basically. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, who, what is that? They hit oh, everybody. Who, what, you concerned about that? See, I early this again. This is early in the season. You know, butt saw with the with the lineup that the Red Sox got right now. Everybody's doing something right. Yeah, know. it doesn't. Laying off the nasty one to get the cookie. Here's the
2: thing. What stands out most about this? Well, Gossman's start wasn't very good. Okay, we've I've seen this before from Kevin Gossman, and I know that there's a chance the next start he's seven and two thirds innings and gives up two hits. I Mm -hmm. know that. So I don't even just not the Red Sox lineup. Yeah, I you know I whatever I no worry about Kevin Gossman. Uh, you know, the other starting
0: pitchers, I, you know. Like, but with Kevin, I, I bet you, I'd if like you to, ask him, he would say, I would love to be the stopper yeah. of losing games against a well, good team. He, like, I want to go out there and uh, be the guy. I of mean, course it's he would.
2: And you know what? 90% of the time, he'll do that. This is one of those times where it won't. Yeah. But no, I, I, uh, I don't know. This is going to sound odd considering the numbers I just ran out there. But. I actually feel better about the lineup, given the fact that Varsho and Vladdy are hitting, given the fact that oh, Bo know, is still hitting. You know, yeah. uh, Springer, we can have that discussion. But I, have, I feel better about the lineup as a whole. Um, starting pitching, I just will, you know, give it another, another round. And the bullpen, I don't <laughs> did know. Did we if... say that last, like, no I, starts ago? But yeah, that I'm not, I uh, I, you know, I'm not going to jump off. I'm, I'm not going to jump off that bandwagon because the team that's hitting really well seemed to hit everybody. And the bullpen, this is kind of kind of more what we talked about. My my concern, if there is a concern about the bullpen, is the sudden drop off, fall, the fall, the fall from yeah. from from Saturday yeah, to fall. you know starting on Sunday in that series against Seattle, the sudden fall from what we saw before from a bullpen that hasn't been overworked to mm, what we're seeing point. now. Great point. And the other concern, I guess is the Jays are healthy. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean Springer's not playing, not swinging the bat the way we'd like to see him swing the bat. I don't know what's going on with Alejandro Kirk at the plate. We thought we saw the bat speed up a little bit at the home homestand. To me, it looked slower He's rolling over all the, all that stuff. Um,
0: Tanner Hawk's a tough kid though. Will, Tanner Huck's a tough kid. I, I
2: will give. But again, him that. Kevin, everybody's healthy here. This, I'm with you. This there's there's no, there's nobody coming in to make this lineup better right now. There's nobody. They're not the Yankees where they go. Geez, all we need to do is get Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton back and we're good yeah, to I'm go. Not sh-
1: they're
0: not even the Red Sox. I'm not sure it's the lineup. That's not. I don't think that's what it is. I think they're scoring enough runs. They have. Enough guys in their lineup. I mean, there's some guys at the bottom of the order. Yep. That's why they're at the bottom but, of the but, order. But what I'm, again, what I'm saying, though, is that, yes, the
2: lineup is. But they're not. They've got, they've got no injury concerns. This is probably the healthiest this team. Well, now that Pops hurt, we can. This is probably the healthiest this team's going to be all year. Because, you know, at some point, somebody's hmm. going to. One of the position guys are going to get. They, they just are. Happens. You know, Springer's due for a five-, five or six-day injury. Not ILC no would IL Be, be nice. Be nice. Oh,
0: but he is. And the track record would He's suggest getting he is. not on base a lot, so maybe that'll keep him in. Well, maybe. Lineup long.
2: Anyhow. They get to sure uh, go on and play the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight in a 635 first pitch, 637 first pitch. Barker and I will have the have Blue Jays talk immediately yeah. following the game. Travis Sachuk, MLB writer with the score, joins us at 10.30. He's literally written a book on the Pirates. Now, it was when the Pirates were good, mind you. Well, they're good now. But uh, I was... Not I against do. the Rays, but... They, they, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about whether or not there are any similarities between the, what we're seeing from the Pirates now and what we're seeing from the Pirates before. Uh, John Schneider, we mentioned the manager of the Blue Jays, will join us, and we'll get to the back leg uh, line and show. trivia at 11 o'clock. Um, before John Schneider joins us, what else do you want to talk about out of that out of that series? Well, let's actually let's let's focus
0: on Vladdy a bit. Uh, Seeing anything different? I I I think the Red Sox made some really dumb pitches against him. I mean, a, a hanging slider three one is not a good pitch. Obviously, they don't want to hang it. Did they throw? The point of of that part of the game? Why would you be? deep throwing him the 3-1 slider that's the gonna ask the, you the same question? A terrible, He did take an inside out fastball yeah. and hit a double off the or over the wall in and, and right field. That's a good swing. It looks to me like he's a, he's a he's just a little bit earlier with his lower half, which when he is that way, that sets his hands a little sooner. Like he again, there is a lot happening. It is that's why nobody does what he does. There's so much going on that you have to tie. Why do you think the pitcher, I've told you this a bazillion times, what's the pitcher? One time they'd throw it with 12 seconds left on One the time with three seconds timer. left. Sometimes they stand there and hold it just to make him stand there like a statue. They're not doing it for the catcher. They're doing it. They're basically probably looking right at him. Just making him stand there, right, because he'll get real stale and he doesn't know when to start all of that stuff. Just seems to me like the last couple of days. He loves hitting in Boston too. You can tell the, the ball just seems bigger there. <laughs> I mean I don't want to which is great. I don't want to go too far down the road. But you're going but to but I'm going to. We well, know that he does
2: it. we know that he hates the Yankees for whatever reason. Vladdy becomes a free agent. Daddy hates the Yankees. Vladdy becomes a free agent. If you're the Boston Red
0: Sox, how everybody will be interested in Who him. Would have a but better especially chance Especially the Red Sox. Who would have a better chance of giving him a number that started with us I'll say uh well, for giggles, a four, the None. Blue Jays or the Red Sox? Neither. Uh, play I am. You know, no, you know, I am, you know what? I
2: will, I will play with you. You know what? The Jays. The Red Sox aren't uh, going to spend that money. I, I, I disagree. The, Re- the Red Sox, percent. well, they haven't. You could have, you, They well, because Blatty hasn't been available. They haven't spent that money. I, I don't think there's any way they would give them that much money.
0: I, I don't either. But you're not obviously playing along with me. Mid threes. I mean, I've got my
2: own ideas about where Vladdy might end up. Um it I'm not gonna threes. say it. No, I'm saying which cities he'd end up in. I'm uh the Boston's the, not one of them. The 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 thing about Boston that might change my mind is he's buddies with Devers, he's really close with Pedro. And he loves Hitner. He's really close with Pedro, he's close with Ortiz, and he freaking rakes at that he ballpark. Does. And you know what? But he'll go to the, the old player. man raked at that ballpark, too. Vlad, like, the, the, Vladdy, uh, well, I, he'll, actually, he'll, I should actually, check that. He'll go that. to whoever gives him I, the I, extra ball. You I'm, know that. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm uh, when, I, when it comes to Vladdy Sr., I'm always, I have to be careful because so much of my memories of him involve batting practice where the all-star game in Boston, he put like 14 balls over the, out of the ballpark at one time. So mm-hmm. I should, I should check before I say that Vladdy Sr. raked in Boston. So continue
0: talking. Do some tap yeah, dancing. Yeah, I'm not while sure. I, I'm not sure what what, pay, what your argument would be of why his dad raked in Boston. No, I'm just oh, saying right. that the family. Why would, would Laddie care? No, I'm just Can saying
2: you? the family said, and, and 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 the Red Sox signed a. Uh, I think the Yankee thing the, fam- is the family, a, family is all has, his
0: dad. <laughs> yeah, this, but c-
2: exactly. But on the other it. hand, on the <laughs> other hand, Kevin, his dad has good thoughts about good feelings about the Red Sox. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, probably. I'm sure that so, helps. and he'll go to the highest bidder. You know it. I know it. And everybody else knows it. Uh,
2: opponent. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna see here, just because I'm interested now. Fenway hit 284 with. Uh, I didn't play many games there, actually. What's his ERA plus? He's a. It's not a pitcher, you. <laughs> You know, you just, you just ruined that. I'm not even going to bother giving you the numbers. He, he didn't rake. You only hit three home runs there.
0: Uh, I don't know what you. I don't know why you're saying that. I don't know what that's got to do with Vladdy wanting to go to Boston. I know he's got friends there. Well, I know well, he hits well there. And I know they will pay a lot of money. What that money will be, who knows? They Red but Sox. But it will be a short, you know, pl- plot of teams that they can will, afford They Vladdy. will
2: give him so, what Devers got. That's a lot. It's not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Holy. Not enough. Nope. Not enough. He's
0: a better player than Devers.
2: Uh. Huh, huh, huh. he better
0: player. I'm not saying the same player. No. He, better player than Devers. I think the
2: question is, do do I think he will be a better player than Devers when he's a free agent? Yes.
0: I think he's left I think Devers is left handed, which gives him a huge right. advantage. But Huge I, I advantage. Think,
2: I think Vladdy is a better defensive player than I, Devers.
0: Well, I mean, Devers should be playing first. The only difference is the Blue Jays were in a bigger hurry to put Vladdy at first. That, that's the if Vladdy was anyway, still playing third, he'd we're look. We're talking like about something third.
2: that's going to three years down the road. We could all but be it's dead. It's an interesting topic. Three years down the it road, is. we could all be dead. We, so,
0: well, speak for yourself.
2: Uh, I'll be younger three years from now because I won't be around. <laughs> <laughs> The pitching matchup for the well, Pirates well, series.
0: You know me so well. Oh, you? I do.
2: Yeah, yeah I, know. No. I, didn't even, I wasn't even going to let you finish that. Because the question was going to be three years now. I'll be younger because I won't be working with you or you'll be dead. So I just finished it for you. Uh, the pitching matchup, Chris Bassett against Rich Hill. Yeah, those two are the same.
0: One's left-handed and one's right-handed. They throw 47 pitches apiece. What could go wrong? <laughs> Jose
2: Barrios on uh, Saturday against uh, Johan Oviedo. And you see Kikuchi uh, against Roan C. Contreras on Sunday. Then the Jays have, uh, we'll talk to Schneider about this as well. They've got what they've got Monday off. They sure. play Tuesday, Wednesday against the Phillies, the Fightins. Thursday and off. And then they got Thursday off. And flight.
0: then it's a plethora of. Then it's like some, 17 in a row really, against. really, really good teams. Yeah. That you better pitch really, really well against. Yeah,
2: so we'll talk to uh, yeah. Schneid's and see if they're, I can't believe I called them Schneids I told myself you I can. was, I, I don't like using nicknames when I. When I, when I, when I talk to, to people, that's a, that's John like skip, skip or so John. Skip. Yeah. Cause that's a hockey thing to use nicknames and all the nicknames are the same. You know, they're all, they are, they're all IE or they end in ER, right?
0: What do you call coach or skip in hockey? Anybody? I don't know. Coach, skip, who cares? Probably
2: call him. No, they'll call them, the Sheldon Keefe's probably called Keefer. Paul Maurice
0: is probably called Mo. Not coach? Uh, no, probably called mo. Like if you called a manager, coach in baseball, you might as well walk up and slap him in the face. Well, you nobody ever you really, would. I did. Rick Sweet, I used to do it all the time.
2: <laughs> i mean, I, I really I really am I really am understanding why your career went the way it did. Yeah. You know, yeah, I I really am. Thanks I, coach. I, I I do understand you that throw now. throw something at me. I do understand that now. <laughs> I really do understand that. Oh. Um, anyhow, I got so I no, no. I I don't. I don't. Yeah, it, I the, could do that. Hockey names are always boil it down to one syllable unless it's a one syllable last name in which you add an IE or an ER to it. You're my favorite hockey story oh. of all time, Blairsy. You'd be Barks or Bark. No, you'd be Bark or I, KB. I, I KB's I- a little hard. Barky, Barky. Not Barky. Barky. Not Barky. Barks. Remember when <laughs> Not Barky. Ron That's Ron weird. Wilson when he when he when he coached not the Leafs, manly. the the, <laughs> the ultimate hockeyism was Jonas Gustafson, the goaltender's nickname was Monster and Ron That's Wilson great. would call Yeah, except Ron Wilson would call him Monsty in post-game <laughs> news conferences. That was the ultimate hockeyism.
0: That's awesome. When you shorten
2: a dude's That's nickname That's ah, juvenile. You yeah. wonder why hockey is a culture problem? It's because it's like listening to a bunch of two-year-old kids run around and calling each other
0: names. Sports is hard. You gotta, get, you gotta somewhat make okay, it barks. fun. Okay, Barks. I'm okay with that. Barks. Barky. <laughs> Barky. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh uh, for, for eight, I'd be mad at you, huh? I, if I went O for eight, and you called me that. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. Travis at you.
2: Stop it, Travis Satchuk is MLB writer with the Score written a book on the pittsburgh pirates back when the pirates were good they're good again he's a perfect guy to talk about that he's done a lot of writing on pitching pitching injuries and uh, did a really deep dive on uh, jose barrios a little earlier this season of course jose barrios goes for the jays tomorrow uh in pittsburgh i imagine there will be a ton of people from this area going down to see games in pittsburgh because Jay's fans Beautiful. travel well and it is the stadium. best it's the best ballpark in baseball by far. There's nothing Ooh. nothing close to it. Really? Oh God, yeah. The whole thing. Walking I mean, there's
0: over some the, nice stadiums. Them, now. Doesn't
2: matter. Walking over the bridges to that ballpark. It's the best ballpark in, in baseball. There's maybe nothing. Nothing. It's even really close nice. to it. Anyhow, Travis Sotrick joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on SportsNet 590 The Fans, SportsNet 360. And wherever you get, what are you looking at me like that? Wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I got to read this DM I got from Greg Kennedy. Thanks for the kind words, Greg. Uh, he listens to the me? show. He listens to it via podcast every night while he works the overnight shift. Awesome. He wants me to keep an eye on you or you're going to get snapped up as a big league hitting coach. Greg, he could not take the pay cut. Um, anyhow, but this was, I, I got to read this question. Time, no, huh? no, I got to read this <clears throat> question. Uh, even though I normally don't visit my DMs anymore, but anyhow. Uh, hey, Jeff, question for you and Kevin. Well, we certainly can dissect our on-field performance the past four days. Do you think the Blue Jays were as ready for Boston as they were for us? In other words, were we out khakied by the Red Sox? Just had to mention that. That, uh, that that tells you, people
0: of this show. That tells I you did. how
2: far this thing has gone. It's tremendous. That tells you how far this thing has gone. Mm, I'm a fan. Between... Me talking about hockey culture and you talking about analytics—it's
0: just it's, that just goes to great. show you what what the last four games look like. It really does. <laughs> it's like you really got nothing to talk about, really. Well, like other than the two guys hitting now, yeah, homers, and the other guy finally showed up. His season started like a couple of days ago. Other than that, what is there?
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was it was uh, those are four four baseball games. What is it? Three hours, whatever it was. 12 this the, okay. I'm trying to well, say... I think
0: they were three hours. Yeah.
2: Whatever. It's like 12-ish hours of our lives he won't get back. Anyhow. On to Pittsburgh. Travis Sachik is MLB writer with the score. He literally wrote the book on the Pirates when they were good. Now they're good again. And Travis, thanks for joining Kevin and myself. Um, what we saw from the Pirates you know, when they had Russ Martin and, and, and all these, these guys. And when, when they were owning the central, how different is what we're seeing from this pirates team compared to what we saw from that pirates team? What are the similarities? What are the differences?
1: Yeah. Great to be with you guys. It feels a, uh, a bit like 2013 again. <laughs> it for, does for Pittsburgh. Uh, but, but I think to your question, it's, it's a little different in how they're going about it. Um, uh, like that offseason back in 2013, they they signed Russ Martin in large part for his, his receiving framing ability before the market to baseball really valued it. Uh, you know, Francisco Luriano is another guy they, they picked up, A.J. Burnett. They they found some undervalued guys where it feels like with this team, uh, they've brought back most of the roster from last year, but they've got a lot of improvement. Uh, Rodolfo Castro has been a lot better, Jack Sawinski. Uh, and then they sprinkled in some more veterans like McCutcheon's back, Carlos Santana. Uh, and I do wonder, maybe they're like, uh, they brought in Rich Hill. They brought in the right kind of veteran who's mm-hmm. willing to to help guys. Like uh, I was down there in spring training a little bit, and they had O'Neill Cruz's locker right next to Santana. And uh, Santana was talking a lot to him about his plate approach and how he visualized pitches. Uh, and Cruz was a guy, before he had that unfortunate ankle injury, that he'd cut his strikeout rate in half early this season. And we've seen a lot of plate discipline improvements across the board. It feels where, uh, you know, like 10 years ago, they brought in some quality veterans, but they're also getting more out of their existing young players. Uh, and maybe that speaks to better coaching, uh, fully utilizing all the tools available, the, the data feedback loop in today's modern player development. Uh I, I am planning to dig into this a little bit in a few weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but uh, yeah, there's something interesting going on there, and the, the NL Central is wide open with how poorly the Cardinals are performing. Yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, and, and you, know, you know, twelve games under yeah.
2: 500. Uh, yeah. We never and and getting We're being booed. And we talked about yeah. this. We being booed at, and mm-hmm. saying, I don't know if that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I swear to God, yeah. y- Yadier Molina probably spent his entire career and never heard boos in the <laughs> own, in his own ballpark. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it, it's bizarre what's going on there. Uh, very quickly, the, the Brian Reynolds signing, did that surprise you? And and does that perhaps, I, I'm not going to say send a message to the fan base. I, I think, you know, a deal that made economic sense for both sides was negotiated and was signed. But what does that say about about the Pirates and, and whether or not they actually believe that what they're doing right now is real? Because I get the impression they think that what they're doing right now is real and that... It is time to invest.
1: Yeah, I was I uh, I mean, I was surprised by it just because the Pirates had never doled out a $100 million contract. And uh, there's the whole RSN cloud where they're not even sure if where their games are going to be aired probably at some point this season. So I was surprised. I guess it speaks to, A, to your point about they thought they were closer to uh, being competitive again that many of us on the outside assume going into the season – and also it speaks to probably the amount of money that's, even with the RSN overhang and uncertainty, just the amount of money that's being shared and being generated and being distributed in the game, especially as we're back to, uh, you know, kind of normalcy. It's not a mm-hmm. – the, the COVID cloud is largely gone too and not impacting revenues like it was the last few years. So, yeah, I, I was surprised by it. But you, you add Reynolds, a really quality player uh, long-term in that lineup with some emerging young players. I guess that's another 2013 parallel where they did—they had just signed McCutcheon to that extension, right. I think. It was that 2011, 2012, right before they they got going again? So you do want to have those centerpiece players and lineup cogs to to build around. So I was surprised, but hey, it's great for the franchise. It's great for the fans and. It looks like they they do have something brewing there.
0: Travis, do you think this is a blueprint? We see the Orioles sort of doing this. We've seen the Diamondbacks do this. Now we're seeing Pittsburgh do this. There's There's sort of a blueprint to how you get out of being not real good as an organization, I guess, right? It's sort of you have a good bullpen. You have a good closer like the Orioles, like the Diamondbacks. You have some youth, some athleticism running all over the field, and then you just sprinkle in, you dab some older guys. Do you see a blueprint here?
1: Yeah, you touched on a lot of parallels between those teams and uh, kind of like the the, uh, the Astros of the mid-2010s too yep. where you have this young position player cores coming up at the same time like Corbin Carroll in Arizona. Uh, Adley Brexman looks like a, the next Buster Posey. I think he's a phenomenal player in Baltimore, and I think Gunnar Henderson going through some struggles, but he's, he's going to be a great player too. And we talked about the young Pittsburgh guys, and they all have uh, – you know, Baltimore's got a great back end of the bullpen. Pittsburgh too. Uh, Arizona does have the the uh, Zach Gallon looks like an emerging ace, which the other two clubs don't have quite yet. But they might need they'll have to add that component or develop it to to you know make a deep postseason push if they get there. Uh, but yeah, there are some parallels over there, and I do think we try to quantify so much in baseball, but it's impossible to know the value of having Carlos Santana, one of the great batting eyes and disciplined hitters of of this century next, you know, interact with these young players every day, uh, like I mentioned earlier. So there's got to be some value to having the right or, you know, Rich Hill talking about his curveball usage and how he attacks hitters. And if you have the right veterans willing to share their knowledge and expertise with the younger players and they're, you know, they're not threatened about losing a job, that sort of thing, it's like having another coach in the clubhouse. And I, I do think the right kind of veterans can add value that we just can't quite place a number on. But I think we are seeing some benefits with some of the, the teams you, you mentioned.
0: Travis, Jeff always talks about the Orioles. And if they were in it second place, third place, the American League East, the way <laughs> the the American League East would, what would they do at the trade deadline? What What do you think, because of the way the Cardinals' season has gotten off to, what would that do to the Pittsburgh? Rush it? Would they do something at the trade deadline, is my point?
1: I I think they would. I mean, I don't think they would, you know, empty out the farm system to bet on one year. But you look historically, like the uh, I think teams in those positions usually do try to, if they've banked a lot of wins in the first half of the season, yeah, they want to get better at the margins. They want to add where they lack, uh, where they have holes or issues to to address. They will try to make some some improvement. I, I know it's a different, it's mostly a different front office, but I think. 2013, the Pirates added Marlon Bird, uh at the deadline, at another power bat. Uh, so, yeah, th- maybe some modest adjustments, improvements like that, I think. We will see that. Uh, and uh, it depends on the division context, too. Like the AL East is still, uh, it's the toughest neighborhood in baseball. Where the NL Central, I think you got you have to look at that as an even more advantageous opportunity. Uh, where I, I don't think the Cardinals are coming back from this hole. I don't think they have the pitching staff to do it. Brewers have a lot of issues with, you know, Woodruff's out. Uh, the Cubs are interesting, but that's that's kind of like the AL Central. That's a winnable division. So I, would be, uh, I wouldn't be I would blow up the future for one shot at uh, this season, but, yeah, certainly an opportunity to add if they have a, a strong, uh, you know, five or six weeks coming up.
2: Travis, I know that one of the areas you've written about extensively and you've talked about extensively is, you know, pitching injuries. And I'm just wondering if I understand it's still early with the the pitch time or things of that nature. I've seen some, you know, there seems to be a lot of anecdotal evidence and there are some numbers there now. But I'm wondering, is there, do we have to wait a bit before we can definitively say, okay, Pitch timer has contributed to pitching injuries, or pitch timer hasn't contributed to pitching injuries.
1: Yeah, it's a great question, and I think I do think the game needed a faster pace. It needed the pitch clock or something to speed it up. Uh, Because I I thought it was an existential issue. You have to draw more fans, and you have to draw younger fans in, and the game can't be moving slower when society is moving faster. When we all have smartphones in our hands and Thirty seconds between a pitch is way too long, but the so I've, I think it's done an overwhelming it, it's been an overwhelmingly good addition to baseball but uh, you know the one negative consequence is and you know we a lot of us wonder before the season would there be an injury spike because of this uh, and maybe we are seeing that because i I did see uh from I, the name escapes me, but he's an injury tracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he showed that elbow and shoulder injury stints are up this April. Uh, so you wonder if this, the correlation is, is because of the pitch clock. But there's also the World Baseball Classic. Right? Like, did that have an impact on guys yeah, too? Dust, so,
2: Dusty Baker's it, talked about, he thinks, and, and largely because he's had, he had some pitchers in there, but he thinks the World Baseball Classic's contributed to two of their
1: injuries. Yeah, they've had uh, some brutal injuries in that rotation this week. Yeah. And that's yeah, a great point. It, it might be hard to, like, separate out all this, uh, but it, it is a big adjustment for pitchers. I, But I think big picture going forward, look, for 150, 130 years, baseball was played at a pace more like we're seeing today than the, the previous 15. Like, pitchers have worked at a brisker pace for most of the game's history. So... I think they will adapt. I think the year one might be might be tough, but, you know, going into next year, pitchers should have uh, a, a better understanding of how to adapt, how to train, how to adjust. And, you know, uh, I think the other thing is I thought we might see a velocity dip, mm-hmm. and I don't think we really have. So it, I guess with that reduced time and increased velocity with less kind of micro-resting between pitches, yeah, that, that has to place a uh, – extra stress on the body, but hopefully year two, three going out, we see, we see fewer injuries in April because the game's not as good. If you have the Grom sideline and Verlander shoes miss, are missing starts, and the Astros guys you know, getting hurt. I was it back-to-back days. yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's not good for baseball. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I think the game had to speed up, but hopefully this isn't going to be something that, uh, even escalates from here. You'd hate to see, uh, you know, a record number of injuries because of this. That'd be really unfortunate.
0: Travis, do you think Jose Barrios is back?
1: (laughs) He is one of the most confounding pitchers in baseball. I mean, you one start, he looks uh, unrosterable. And then the next start, he looks like the top of the rotation guy that he was in so many years in Minnesota. I, I think he is going to be an, I think he is a mid rotation arm. Who's he's going to be inconsistent because I don't, uh, he's been i think he's made some improvements with fastball location this year and usage but i he doesn't have that dominant uh, fastball offering to just really beat guys in the zone get swing and miss and it's dependent on location and getting into those secondary offerings and an advantageous count so I think that's just a recipe for a good but inconsistent pitcher moving forward and I do think for the blue jays uh they need another even though Gosman had a, a really rough outing last night, I do think he's a certifiable top of the rotation guy going into last night's start. Only I think it was, it was he ranked third in strikeout minus walk mm-hmm. rates, which is a great way to evaluate pitchers because that's mostly with the control. And I think he was second or third. Degrom was at the top of the list, but there are only four starting pitchers with 30 plus marks, and he was one of them. So I think Gosman is a top of the rotation guy, but with Manoa kind of off to of this tough start with this stuff ticking down and the Brios better, but so inconsistent. I do think, you know, to, to compete for, it's going to be awfully hard to compete with the Rays, but even to get in a post-season and push deeper, I think they need another arm to really emerge uh, at the top of that rotation, or they're going to have to go out and find one because you look at teams that drive deep in the post-season, usually they have two, you know, ace level, two, number one, top of the rotation guys, at the, you know near the top of the their group their rotation so I do think the blue Jays need a little help there
2: travis really good of you to join us today thanks so much man. Nice terrific done. insight great article on uh, nice barrios time. by the way I was yep. going to point out that you uh you, you wrote a pretty in-depth article on Jose Barrios. and yeah mm-hmm. it's it's I, I look at the time when they signed that the extension with him I thought it was a great signing because I thought they were going to give a guy who was going to be able to maybe give him close to 200 innings every year and Uh, I mean, durability is important. There's a value to that, certainly. But, man, you're you're right. There are times where he almost seems just just not useless, but pretty close to useless. And there are other times where you look at the stuff and you just shake your head and you go, why wasn't that there the day before?
1: Yeah. Uh, Right now, yeah. Again, I think he's too inconsistent to be. It'd be tough to trust him with multiple yeah. starts in postseason series, let alone one. So that's they they have to get some improvement there for that investment, mm-hmm. for sure.
2: Thanks, Travis. Thanks, be well. Travis. Thanks, guys. Travis Sajic of the Score. i have got to follow him on Twitter and uh, read his stuff on the Score. He does he does terrific work. He's one of the uh, one of the game's where, uh, original thinkers, and I enjoy I enjoy talking to him. I enjoy uh, going back and forth with him on social media, and also certainly enjoy reading reading stuff. The Brios article was interesting. He also did an article on the five, uh, five most likely breakout candidates, uh, for hitting this year. The, the, the Pittsburgh stuff is, is fascinating because, Mm -hmm. you know, both of, both of you talked about it and I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it necessarily until you mentioned it, but we talked about the Orioles and ownership needing to go in. You're right. If, if, if you're the Pittsburgh pirates and you are looking at that division, Cardinals.
0: I don't have to compete with that anymore, or at least not this year.
2: yeah, I, and, and if you can come up to the deadline, now I don't think I don't know if their minor league system is still necessarily as deep as as, uh, as the Orioles, but if you get up to the deadline and, and you can add you can add another arm um. Uh, or, or or another hitter, and you and you know, and you got the dude at the back end of the bullpen that you will give the ball to in the ninth Absolutely. inning. You yeah. will give the ball to him.
0: Well, you'd have to be realistic. What what, what, what are, are you, you winning? What are you trying to do Correct. here? Right? Is it just make the playoffs, win your division, or make a deep run? Because you the may be good enough is, to win. May, you may not be, be
2: realistic. No, and you may be good enough to win your division without making I, a there, major. There
0: you go. So I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. Like you'd have to sell it to. Whoever you'd be trying to sell it to, what would be the point? That's the. I think that's the question. Yeah. Or the other flip side of that is too: how many chances would you get of the other teams being this bad to give you an opportunity to be in first place after forty-five games, you know, whatever it is? Uh,
2: looking at and, and looking at the other teams. Who, are you, who will you run into? Let's assume the Pirates win the division. Who will you run into? Well, you're probably going to run into the Mets. You're probably going to run into the Phillies. You're, the Braves are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, like realistically. Realistically, sure. what are your odds? And then you look in the West, the Dodgers,
0: the Padres. Realistically, again, what are your odds of? You'd be selling that to the guys that are on the 26-man roster to say that if you're good enough, we will give you extra pieces yeah. To maybe not win the World Series, it's not realistic. Probably not this year, but at least we're giving you to tell you within that if you're decent enough, well, and they you just play got, good enough baseball that we're
2: going to give you some pieces. They just got swept by the Rays. Now they they're starting a series at home against the Jays. Uh, I, I would be uh, look as much as you know, I think Jays fans and the Jays are probably looking ahead to this series and seeing how the team's going to react to being swept by Boston. I wonder if it isn't for Pittsburgh management. It's not even a bigger series. Like they've just been swept by the best team in baseball. Okay. Well that happens. Now you got the team coming in that has beaten the best team in baseball twice. Now that was earlier in the year, but I wonder if your pirates management, if you're not looking at this series and saying, okay, let's see how they respond to that getting swept by the best team in baseball. Now you've got a team coming in, that despite their record is still pretty good.
0: Um, Can I say both teams have something to play for? Like the the Blue Jays got to get things lined up a little. The way the American League East is, I mean now they're in now they're in fourth place, but, but which you don't care. But they, I'm, I'm sure they want to get everything lined up and and all firing on cylinders that they wanted to fire on, and right now it's not right. So I I, I guess the only thing is.
2: If you were the Jays, you probably consider yourself, you considered yourself a playoff team going into the year. I guess no, you, consider, you still consider without yourself question. a playoff team. No and, and whereas Pittsburgh?
0: House money, I, baby. House money.
2: Well, but Pittsburgh's also, are we a playoff team or are we just in a lousy division? I think Pittsburgh is still in the process of finding out what they have. No, Pittsburgh is in the process of finding out where they can realistically go. Toronto's in the process of finding out what they need to do to get better
0: to win a World Series. There it is. That's kind of That's, where, yeah, where yeah. I would put it. Yeah, yeah. Be, it'll be in a, I may ask you a question. They're playing three games against Pittsburgh? Yeah. You should beat Pittsburgh. You should take two or three. <laughs> Not for me. Take two or three. Not for me. We'll one see. One team is a lot of people have picked them to win the World Series. You're coming off the series that you just came off it, of, but Kevin, it, These, it, i know it's hard it, on the road to it's do it hard, against any team. It's hard to sweep, but play better baseball series, clean up the defense. See, I think they pitch will a little bit better. And you know what? I, have I, your bullpen lined up because of your starting pitching. You know, you I'm do not that. I think they'll win. I think they will.
2: I, you know what? They played sloppy baseball in lousy weather. That's they an, did. Some would say that's an excuse. No, it's not. No, they definitely so did. did. The Red Sox, they played. The Red Sox handled it better, it was sunny in the on their side of the field. No, the Red Sox handled it better. They absolutely handled it better. I, there, there's no doubt about that. The Jays were not good enough in bad weather, and mm. you know let's let's so somebody, see what let's calls, see what happens. Gonna be this cold weekend.
0: in October. Yeah, I'm, uh-huh.
2: not, I, I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm saying they weren't. Can you can you argue with me that the weather was bad and they were awful? I, I, I th- look, it's. I,
0: I, I, would, I will not say that. Was the weather nice? No, but that's an excuse. Were no, they no. awful? That, 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 that had nothing to do with Varsho throwing the ball to nobody. That know? had nothing to do with Alejandro Kirk throwing the ball to nobody. How do you know? Hold it. Wet ball? I do you know? I do have it. I do know. Okay. I, don't throw the ball anywhere. Run it in from left field. I mean, you're standing right beside the shortstop. If you're Alejandro Kirk, you're, you're four feet from the first baseman. Right. Yeah, the other two, those are just plays trying to help a baseball team, and that's a physical that that happens. Uh, yeah, I, I again, I sometimes I think I talk about this team like a World Series team, and maybe I shouldn't all the time. No, I mean, they're still, I, I mean, I don't know about that.
2: I I still consider them a possible World Series team, but a lot, uh, they need to do. They need to make some moves to be a possible World Series team. If you're asking me, could they go to the World Series Tra- as they are currently constituted? Travis
0: made a great point. No other ads or Every anything. Every team needs a two-headed monster. Do they have it? Two guys that when no. you give the ball to them, and I think they got one. I think they do. Do they have a?
2: Do they have two? My answer right now would be they might, and that's not good enough. Uh, and and the deep bullpen.
0: Well, we know better. now. You don't even have to say that. They got a lot of options. But
2: does that? That's not depth. Depth to me is how. When I think of a deep bullpen, I think of how many good arms do you have? How many elite pitchers do you have? And it's not a matter of velocity anymore with this bullpen because this bullpen's velocity is. I think the if you look at the average numbers and sure, you, this isn't even an analytical thing. If you look at the average velocity, they're about seventh or it's eighth in enough. baseball. It's good enough. The yeah. the. We can't sit there and say that this is a bullpen full of slop tossers just because
0: they've got Adam Simber Now coming. it's about stuff. Can you get out the other team's best hitter when it matters the most? Do they have enough guys to do that? I mean, to
2: me, it comes down to who do you have confidence in right now? And there's, to me, there's only two guys in the bullpen I have complete and total I mean, confidence you can, you can in fl- right now. Well,
0: you can flip it on the other end and ask yourself, do you have a second guy that you think could give you seven innings in a playoff game?
2: No, but I'm talking about the bullpen.
0: I understand that, but it would make your bullpen that much better if you had a guy that could do that. Well, Two guys. I I really do think Gosman is one of those guys. Do you have two? Who do you think? Impossible
2: question. Purely hypothetical. Of the four remaining guys, who do you think could develop into that guy this year? Four remaining guys.
0: Well, two of them you can throw throw out the window. Barrios and Kikuchi. Uh, Bassett rarely does that, so you could throw him out the window. So I'd say one. It's got to be him all. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, he. Are we down right there? I think no, we, no. I think we, Travis got us thinking. It's <laughs> May 5th. It's Sanco de Mayo.
2: I had to do the. Uh, we have to do the postgame show tonight, so I celebrated Sanco de Mayo yesterday. Of course you did. With some yeah, margaritas. Uh, you were margaritas day when
0: I called you. That was. Eating ice
2: cream. Yeah, I us have an ice
0: cream.
2: Uh, 416-413-3959. That be the back leg line. That's where we're going next when we come back. John Schneider joins us. We've got Blue Jays trivia tickets. All sorts of good stuff. It's a Friday. We're talking baseball. It's Blair and Barker on 590-360. And wherever you get your favorite podcast. Everything you need to know about all things raptors. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I know I got two cups of coffee in front of me and I had to move Jeez, out of the way this Friday. What are you trying to do? Tough guy. I didn't have any no, I didn't have any coffee before I left home today. So. You had one with me? That's one. Need some caffeine. Mm. Because it is Blair and Barker, it is Friday. A reminder that the Jays are opening a three-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight. 6.30 is the first pitch or 6.37, or one of those stupid times. <laughs> uh, it'll be Chris Bassett on the mound against Rich Hill. Tune in at 6.30 and you'll hear baseball. That's probably the best way to put it. Barker and I will be doing the post-game show tonight.
0: <clears throat> the back know. leg line What's is open. 4
2: one 6 5 9 Your chance to offer uh, congratulations, yeah, criticisms, yeah. suggestions for Kevin. You can ask him questions, you can leave us a song, maybe tell us a joke. Ask Kevin to say the word growing on the radio. Pretty much whatever you uh I wouldn't. Growing. But you can pretty much I whatever ask. whatever you want to do. We'll get to the back leg line in a minute, but we have been giving you the chance to win Blue Jays tickets all season long here in Blair and Barker, whether you listen on the radio or on our podcast. All you have to do is text the correct answer to our daily baseball trivia question to 59590. Now, yesterday's question was, on June 5th, 1989, the Jays played their first game at the Sky Dome against the Brewers. Who led off for the Brewers that night against Jimmy Key? The answer was Paul Molitor. Today's question is to win tickets to see the Jays and Brewers down at the Rogers Center on June 1st. The question is, this Brewers' top prospect made his MLB debut in August of 1999, collecting his first MLB hit against Chris Holt of the Astros. Mm. Again, this Brewers' Basketball top prospect. Middle of the way.
0: <laughs> Fastball middle of the way. Just telling you guys. It's a hint.
2: <laughs> Keep reading. Okay, then I'm going to read it the way you wrote it. This Brewer's
0: top prospect. Oh, I was. The number made one his prospect. Em- you just I'm gave, just it, away. Just gave it away. Made his MLB debut said, in August of 1999. Of
2: collecting his first MLB hit against Chris Holt at the Astros. This shows something, though. Yeah. Text the answer to 595.9 if you're shot. The Winsley rules at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Let's have another trivia question because he just burnt this.
0: <laughs> he just burnt it. No, that's a good one. I just said it's a fastball middle away. What's wrong with that?
2: Text the answer to five ninety five nine if you're shot to win. c rules at sportsnet.ca/slash five ninety. We'll send you to see the. We'll send you to see the Brewers and uh... Jays. What I can't even read your writing. Anyhow. Ah, let's go to the back leg line. John Schneider joined us in a few minutes. I'm sure he's being prepared right now for the questions we're going to ask him. Tough ones. Mike in St. John, New Brunswick had a
1: question. Love St. John. Question for
0: both of you. um, Have we learned
1: anything in this Boston series regarding our lack of left-handed pitching? Um, We see Boston very very left-handed hitting lineup, and all we really have is Beza. Uh, in the bullpen, has that shown uh, just a lack of a lack of depth in arms in that way? And also, uh, what do you do about Anthony Bass? Is this a soreness IL that we see in the horizon? Mm-hmm. Uh, love to get your take. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work and have a great day.
2: Yeah, uh, Mike, great, a great comment. Question. I mean, I, they're not going to throw Anthony Bass overboard. No. See what I did? That's bass a good, bass that, overboard. Yeah, good one, good one. Catch and release or whatever. Uh, no, you? they're not going to throw Bass... Come on, it was a gimme. They're not going to throw Bass overboard. They're not going to return him into the lake of the uh to the waiver lake. I get you. The lake of waivers. He's not going into the lake have, of wavers. Do they
0: have better options?
2: No, but I think I listen, what I'm saying is whatever it wouldn't surprise me if Anthony Bass now the Zach Pop's injury, which we should know more about today, will have a you know, they're not gonna be playing a bunch of games if Zach Pop is out for a while. But I mean, it's not like they're to They can't. They, I don't think they can give up on an Anthony Bass. They, you know, I mean, what what you want Anthony Bass to be is the last dude in your bullpen, and you know, maybe you can create a situation where he. Yeah, I mean, you could have somebody go full scale Jeff Gilhuly on him, and maybe you know, hit that, him in the knee or something the, like it's that. It's never
0: and, good when you're the last arm in a bullpen. So no, it's, it's never it's good. Never good. He's the last arm. Yeah. Uh, as but I,
2: you know, I I don't think they're going to necessarily get 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 rid of him. I don't know if they're in a position to do that because quite frankly, I don't know what they have at triple-A that could bring up that would be any better. I mean, we keep hearing Mitch White at some point will probably come up here.
0: He's a long relief
2: guy. He's a long relief guy. Uh, As for the left-handed pitching, Mike, you know, the Jays are hanging a lot on the fact that they've got Trevor Richards change up and Eric Swanson's splitter. And and I, I think we have to, much as we have to move away from simply thinking that, balance in a lineup means lefty and righty because balance in a lineup means guys who can cover different parts of the plate. I think we also have to just guard against saying they've only got one left handed pitcher. Therefore they don't have anybody who can get left handers out because the fact of the matter is Tim Mazes, it probably Tim Mazes is the only left-hander in the bullpen. And I'd rather have Eric Swanson right now. I'd rather have Eric Swanson go after a lefty hitter than Tim Mazes. I would. I, I I I just would. Mm-hmm. Would they like another left-handed arm in the bullpen? You know, the three batter minimum rule is it kind of means it's not just enough to have a have a dude who just throws balls from the left side. You've got to have the right type of guy. I would think they probably want to add another bounce, but it, but add some more bounce in the bullpen. But really, right now with the Jays, Kevin, it's got to come down to quality in, in the bullpen. If you've got a right-hander who has a better chance of getting a lefty out than a left-hander, go with the right-hander.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. How many of those starters that the Jays have do you feel comfortable facing a lineup that would have seven lefties in it? Manoa right now? Nope. Gossman is the only one. Bassett? I'd still go with Gossman. You say Kikuchi? Maybe. Barrios? Not Mm -mm. a chance.
2: Maybe Kikuchi. So another, but another left-handed starting. They're not going to add another starting pitcher. I mean, they're spending a gazillion dollars already in starting pitchers. There, there's.
0: You, uh, what there, you're there, saying, there what you're saying is what you see is what you got. Gonna, That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. Now, I mean, they, they may add a, a, a some piece, what that piece would be. I think the rotation is what the rotation yes. is. You? Yeah, absolutely. I do too. Uh, and, and, you know, keep mentioning
2: this. At some point, maybe Hyunjin Ryu gives you something in September, um, and I'll also mention again Chad Green in the bullpen. But um, yeah, I'm not as I, I, I'm not as stuck. You know what? I'll say this: I think they can get to. Uh, people get tired of us saying this. I understand they can get to the playoffs with Tim Maysa being the only left handed reliever in the bullpen. In that's, the playoffs, because
0: they have a better outfield defense in their lineups. Yeah.
2: In the playoffs, yeah. I'm in the playoffs. I might like another option, but it doesn't have to be a left-hander. It can be another Eric Swanson type guy who's effective against lefties I throws. not need an right eighth side. inning
0: guy. Uh, that left? And that, is that eighth inning guy left-handed? I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Oh uh, yeah, I don't care.
2: Like is he, if they, can, is he talk no-brainer? about the Pirates, if the Pirates oh, right. decided that they wanted Bednar? to trade Bednar, oh,
0: but it would cost you.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you're you're gonna. At that point, you're not going to say they're okay. Like, how how do we look at this lefty, righty, righty? You're going to go ahead and do it. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna add I mean, the, the quality. The payroll's
0: at two forty. You, you do what you have to do to win it. Dave from
3: Bolton. So I did a quick research. Um, nice. Put on my khakis and in only six of the Jays' 32 games, they scored in the first run. Why is that? Like, is that not being prepared? Like. I just feel like there's a lot of non-competitive at-bats early in the game, and it just snowballs from there, right? The pitcher gets into a groove or something, and just curious as to, like, why is that? Like, I still remember the 2015 Blue Jays. If you missed the first two innings, you probably missed some runs. And so, (laughs) um, yeah, just thoughts on – why you think that
0: is? That's a, but, a that's a, that, that's a, it's, it's a, a great question. I, I have a, a great ther- question. I have theories. Go ahead. But I, I again, this is very hard for me to answer because I'm not in the room. Right. I, I don't ahead. know what the game planning is. I know Springer's gotten off to a slow start. I know Varsho has been not this good until the last inning, couple of days. No, he's talking about first time through. Is that what he said? First time through the first order. First time through. Is that what he said? Or did Both? he say first inning? I think. I think he said scoring first. He got okay it's great.
2: I thought it was the first inning too, but. Anyhow, let's just, okay, let's, well, well it, hold up. Let's just, the first anything, George the, Springer's very, aggressive. very aggressive. hitting he, he
0: swings a lot of things. Yeah, and,
2: and Vladdy, I don't know. The question is, now early in games? Now, let's let's look at it early in games because now we're talking about Varsha, we're talking about Chapman, yeah, and this yeah, gets again, to your point. Again,
0: again I I think Because I know where you're
2: going with it, and yeah, I like it.
0: Again, <laughs> again, a lot of the things is I think it depends on where you're at in the order. Uh, I think it depends on who you got. Coming up, that's why That's why the George Springer moving him around, that's why they want him hitting first, is because he's very aggressive. Most of the time, that really good pitcher, once he have his worst inning, it's usually the first inning. You want to attack first, right? You got a guy that leads off that you think can hit homers. He's not been real good because of the breaking ball, the elevated fastball, you know, his balance is a little off. We know the reasons why. Sort of that's – he's just gotten off to a little bit of a slow start. That doesn't help. I do just, just – from speaking from experience – the first time through, this is why I hated facing a dude the first time with a runner in scoring position. I had no idea what the late life on the heater was. I had no Even if I'd faced this guy a bunch of times, because they're very moody. One one start, it could be electric. The next start, the breaking ball doesn't do anything. It's floppy, right? I want to attack that. But I may take it in my first at bat, and that's the best pitch I get to hit. So I do think the first time through is sort of the field process. The first three guys in the order for the Blue Jays, they ain't feeling nothing. They're swinging it. And I think they sometimes they swing, they get themselves out. So I think it's a combination of slow starts, too aggressive. Does that make sense? And then when you got a guy coming up, maybe who, if Varsha was hitting cleanup, who, you know, two outs, a runner on base, was just not feeling it with that lower half, that stride separation thing wasn't working. So I think it's some bad luck. I think it's being too aggressive. And I think it's guys that have gotten off to a slow start. So it's three things. How's that? That's good. I've also got another theory. Let's hear it. But those are all three theories again. I'm not in the room.
2: No. Most runs allowed in the first inning this season. The Jays have allowed 30. That's second most in baseball behind Cincinnati. Worst ERA in the first inning this season. The JZRA in the first inning is eight point one six. That's so gonna, second worst in baseball uh, behind Cincinnati. So you talk about home ten point four five overall.
0: So overall, well, if you're on the road, you're you're hitting first. Yeah. So you can throw that out the window. Yeah. If but, you're at home and you're behind I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Your approaches are different when you're fall when you're yeah. falling behind. That's why I was They really don't know it. how to have an approach. It's your That's point. But it. you have to give those at home and and on yeah, the road. I, I, but I'm with you. I I again I think they're very aggressive. And some dudes that you, you thought should get off to really good starts have not done that. George Springer's one of them. Yep. He is sort of the guy, right? You gonna be that aggressive? When you get it, you better hammer it. And he's just not doing that. And that's sort of it's sort of a trickle-down effect. We know what Bo's been doing. Vladdy's starting to get it and not miss it now. Bar show hopefully's turned the corner. Chapman's been doing that thing all year. Brandon Belt's been non-existent. Kirk, he's almost been non-existent. Danny Jansen's all or nothing. Kevin Biggio may not be a big leaguer. Whit Merrifield normally hits seventh, eighth, or ninth. Maybe not ninth. Well, yeah, he hits ninth when KK's not hitting. And Kevin Kiermaier's a two-forty career hitter. He's going to be a, a career two forty hitter. They got some dudes that are just not being that. And, yeah, I look, I've said this, and we talked hockey before the show, and the first thing out of my mouth that the guys that all know hockey is, how's your best players doing? That, for me, is sort of what you hang your hat on, right? They're going to normally, normally, will take you where you want to go. And when your best guys, Springer, Barsho, Blatty, who's just starting to turn it right with when it comes to power and missing that. And when he gets it, he's just... <clears throat> That's, I, this is what I get back to that thing is I think what is their – we thought their rotation was their best thing starting the season. Yes or no? I think that's what we thought. And, our, and their closer and Eric Swanson was going to help a ton. And I mm-hmm. think that's sort of the right thing. But for me, the lineup sort of when you're going through hiccups, I just think it just has to be the – like it just had – they just got to score occasionally 15 runs and just have it no-brainers. And you got to ask yourself, Jeff, with the way the bottom of the order's is doing and, and the hiccup that George Springer's had – can they score 15 runs? Consistently, right? Like, sorry about that. Hopefully I didn't break it. Can they? You have a case on it, right? It's fine. I mean, things are expensive in Toronto. Uh, So, you got me a little fired up there about the lineup because I think the lineup's good, but I do think sometimes they guess a lot and they're super aggressive. When you're aggressive, you tend to be aggressive east to west. Springer, north and south. Means you expand on pitches you shouldn't be expanding on. Means you don't get the barrel to it. Means you don't hit it as hard as you'd like to. And then it's sort of, when you do get a bloop single, then you throw your hands in the air because you're so excited. You're like a little two-year-old. I got a hit.
2: Springy. Springs. Springer. What would Springer's nickname be if he was a hockey player?
0: Springs? Well, you have to be careful. He, he's, he's, he gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. And that is a, a pecking order.
2: Springy. Springs.
0: Who would give him the nickname George. is the question. Yeah, Bo, Chapman, Georgie, maybe yeah, Georgie, Springsy,
2: could be Springsy. Springsy's always a good fallback. That used to be the question when Ron Hainsy played. What would Ron Hainsy's nickname be? Hainser, probably. Anyhow, uh, no name from Toronto. These are my favorite callers who so don't leave their name. Please leave your name when you Please. call in. We want to talk to you. We like want to you're talk here. to you. We want to know say who to blame. Name. We want to reverse trace your phone number. No, I'm just kidding. Anyhow, no name from Toronto.
3: First off, just want to say thank you guys for doing the great coverage that you do. We're definitely mm. spoiled in Toronto to get the coverage of our baseball team. Awesome. It's way worse than most U.S. cities, so it's uh, it's amazing. Grateful for what you guys do. Can't
0: argue there.
3: My frustration is as uh, as crazy as that whole Boston series was, and obviously it sucks to be able to have lost five in a row. The most frustrating losses for me were that final game against the Mariners and Mm -hmm. then that first game against the Red Sox. I just did not understand John Schneider's decision-making, or I guess all the coaching staff's decision-making, bringing Garcia in for that ninth and leaving him in there for the one that they eventually blew later on. And then when he kept Barrios in in that first game, when the Jays were up 3-2 after he gave up the tying home run and then the single, I was just like, after the home run, I thought he was definitely going to get pulled because the whole game Barrios was fighting it. And then it just got worse and worse and snowballed. My question to you guys is, one month or one-plus month into the season, if you had to give an honest grade to John Schneider's coaching, because I want to like him. He's definitely way better Boy. than Charlie Montoya, who I never liked. But I just want to know what you'd give him as a grade Here. at this point. And if you do feel like there's been several games that he has had an impact on the Blue Jays' outcome in a negative way. Thanks.
0: The, do you want me to go? Yeah. Do I think there's some times where that start that he had with Alec Manoa that he could have left him in an extra inning and they would have won that game? Absolutely. I've had a conversation, and he said if he had to do it over with, he would have done that. Again, I think we have to take a step back and know where the bullpen's at. Yeah. Jeff's come on here numerous times and said the, the rotation has thrown this many innings, third most in baseball, second most in baseball, first in baseball, the bullpen has thrown the least amount of innings in baseball. Why are they not throwing in the situations that no name just said for about a minute there? This is the reason why it's very hard for me to come on here this early in the season. And you, you know, people that listen to us on this show know that we will. We, we will. we will do that. If we we feel like it's warranted for mm-hmm. us to do it because we stand right in front of those people, and have conversations Can we go with down him? to the field. Absolutely we do. So we will come on here and say that. It's very, very, very hard for me to do that because they are common sense moves. And I just, I find it hard to believe that John Snyder does not have enough common sense to go, Barrios, why would I run him back out there when he has been basically becking all night unless I have a good reason? Why would I run Jimmy Garcia back out there if I had Swanson or anybody else available that I could go to to be able to win a baseball game? I think sometimes that's what we have to remember. It is very easy to just stand up and point the finger always at the same guy. Yeah. And we do it sometimes when it's warranted because we will. John understands that it's part of being a manager of a baseball team. But you got to remember where all these guys are at and and how much they've thrown. And, you know, it's basically a quota. You throw this amount, you're going to have this many days off. Because we Jeff came on here and said, well, why is this guy not throwing for the last two days? Why is this guy not throwing for the last couple of days? Why is this guy not throwing? It's not like he's throwing this many innings. They don't throw a ton of innings. It gets back to that thing. Once you've reached a certain, whatever that number is, they're going to give you time off whether No Name Guy likes it, whether I like it, whether Jeff likes it, whether Mark Boffo likes, likes it, whether John Snyder likes it. So, again, I think we just have to remember these things, right? It is, you're, you're trying, and he even came out, I think, in one of those games and said people just were not available. Yeah, I just don't have him to go he to. Yeah. He didn't have Swanson. I don't have he, a choice. He, he didn't have Swanson or Romano available. For I don't. The game. I don't have a choice. Zach Pop, I don't think was and available. You know, and the thing is, he's amazing. Like, there's
2: a lot, right? So and you've also got to remember that when it comes to you, know, they, they monitor everything these guys do. Like these guys are out in the field, they've got the little biometric or whatever the hell you call it. You know, uh, vests on when they go about running, when when they're running or everything. Yeah. They monitor how these guys are thrown in the bullpen. It's not just oh, he only pitched one, in, or he only faced three batters in that game. No, it's more how often was he up in the bullpen before we got mm-hmm. him in because those, those throws, those pitches count. Uh, what was the leverage situation? Was it high leverage? Was it middle? Was nothing going on? Was it you know two men on, nobody on? I mean, there are all these things that, that go into, that factor into decision-making with, with relievers. Brian Burke said something one time. And it has always, always stuck with me. When you, and and look, Brian has been an analyst, a hockey analyst in this station. He's been a GM. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done just about every job you can. He's ripped people Mm -hmm. on this station, on Sportsnet and hockey coverage. He's criticized people. His point was this. When you are talking about executives whether it's coaches general managers whatever you have to assume three things one intelligence there are not we may roll our eyes at some things some people say or how they speak yada, yada. you you don't get to be a gm or a manager by being a complete utter idiot you just don't mm. you don't mm-hmm. you may not agree with everything dude does but you don't get to those jobs if you're an idiot Secondly, good intentions. Nobody takes a job and says, first thing I want to do now is get my ass fired. Boom. I want to get the general manager fired. I want to get everybody fired. First thing I want to do, I want to wreck the franchise. You know, unless the whole Ted Lasso thing where that was a storyline at the start of the year. But anyhow, that's beside the point. That's fictional world. Real world, nobody takes a job to say, let's wreck this thing. So you've got intelligence, good intentions, maybe the most important thing superior knowledge they whether or not you think that person is a bumbling idiot who has made the worst trades in the history of your organization or has made the worst move you've ever seen a manager make or made the stupidest line change you've ever made they know more about your team than you do because they have better information they have more information they're in the room they're in the room you don't know what john schneider knows i don't know what john schneider knows Heck, his players may not know what John Schneider knows. So not all the time. if you assume those three things, then you can have a discussion about how things have been done. Now, bottom line for me, if I give John Schneider a letter grade, I'm giving him a B minus, maybe a C plus right now.
3: But uh, what do letter you base grades that off are. But uh, here we go. Uh, here,
2: let me finish. Letter grades are silly because. I don't know why he didn't make some of those moves. Now, I do know John Schneider well enough though he's a really bright guy who's worked his entire life to get here, and he's not going to do something intentionally stupid to get fired. So that suggests to me that any move he makes mm-hmm. is built on his understanding of the situation and what people are telling him about the readiness of a particular pitcher or particular player. I ask
0: you, is it his fault that Mano's gotten off to a slow start? George Springer, Dalton Varsho, uh, the Kevin Biscio thing, you could probably throw that a little bit Mm -hmm. on John. That's, that's, you know, John's a big fan of his, and we'll give him more opportunities probably than other guys. Santiago Espinal. It's facts the way it is. A guy likes you. It's a popularity contest and a lot of things, so that's just the way life is. That's what I have issues with. A lot of the times we are real quick. Yeah. about pointing the finger at other people other than the person that you should be pointing the finger at. I give a dude $150 million, whether you like to hear me say it or not, yeah. Jose Barrios, they gave him $131 million. It's not John Snyder's or Pete Walker's fault Thank that you. he got off to a slow start. That's what and I'm they trying didn't to say. give him the money. I'm, that's my point is you point the finger at the player. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a great question. Got great, a great got a question. great talking point. I uh, wish I knew question. your
2: name so yeah. I could. Next time, leave But it. next time, leave your name. It was a great talking point. Jim from Hamilton's got a question. Hey,
1: Jim. Is it good for the Jays to lose the series this way now, kind of at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, rather than in the middle or towards the end of the season, from a psychological point of view? Mm-hmm. Will this bring the team closer together and gel to moving forward? Obviously, it's better to happen now than later in the year. And will this work in their favor over the long term?
3: Thank you very much. Have a good day. uh,
2: The only good to come out of this series was Varsho and Vladdy. Other than that, it was a tire fire. And nobody, I guarantee you, nobody left that city
0: thinking, nobody left Boston thinking. Yeah. Can well, I sit closer to you on the plane? Yeah, I'm glad we got well, love, that out of the way. Well, Jim is a you can tell is a very smart baseball man, and he knows what he's talking about. I, I this is I, the close together thing is very individual. i I bet you this Dalton Varshow two weeks ago wasn't close to anybody. <laughs> yeah. I bet he's a little closer now. Yeah, uh, uh, that's the thing is right is the whether people want to hear that it is very. Uh, Job oriented when it comes to how are you doing. Not everybody can handle an O for fifteen. It, they want to, and they'll tell you we try our best to do it. It's hard. I, I went through a lot of O for fifteens. I know you're a, you're a moody dude. Nobody wants to. I'm moody now. Just imagine if I wrote for fifteen, Jeff. How it's not easy. You don't strike me as being so. Moody. It, it is. I was when I was a baseball player because you're trying to make to the big leagues and make as much money as you can, and it's your livelihood. So, to Jim's point, though, I think if you're probably going to go through, it's like the Yankees. You'd rather go through all of these injuries and these ups and downs and be in last place a month into the season than you would in September. I don't think, probably.
2: I don't think there's – if you had gone up to the Jays and said, you know what, you're never going to have a series that is going to go down historically as one of the worst series anybody's played since 1921, they'd probably, probably go, that'd, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah do, we don't want to do that. It. they got we, a good team. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, they think they're it. having a good team. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So, no, I don't uh, – I, the, you know, the one thing I do know, same in every sport, um, you're never as good as you are when you're on a seven game winning streak. You're never as bad
0: as you are when uh, you're a seven game losing streak. You just you. aren't. I've said it to you. How There's many a reason times? people talk about how, 500. How good, how good does the blue Jays look when that dude stand on the mound as the starter? Yep goes deep in the game and dominates the other team. How good do they look? How how much better does their defense look? How much better does their base running look when their throws are on point all the time? They're at bats. Man, they're working counts and fouling off baseballs. How good does it look, Jeff? That's. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh but those are all great. Those are great points. Yeah, and they're, good they're, good they're, points.
2: They're, they're good talking points. Uh, we st- you know, people are always get into the whole momentum thing and team chemistry and losing helps you bond and all that. And I mean, we just, you know what? I'd rather not bond. What is it? What it, what, it, <laughs> what? did Bo? Yeah, I'm, I'll go looking, to I'm going myself. to my black book. I'll go, I'll go I'm to going to my myself. black book. Now, what did Bo Bichette <laughs> say earlier this year? Snyder said it too. No, when he was asked about his contract and was he happy to get the contract out of the way and yada, yada, did it mean a lot to him that the organization was showing uh, faith in him? What did Bo Bichette say? It's always good to get any potential distraction out of the way. Any potential... That's the way I think guys think, and 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 it's got you nothing to do. How they think. It's got nothing to do with it's got nothing to do with the series. Um, you know, guys aren't sitting there saying, driven. "Thank God we got the worst series out of the year out of the uh, out of the way." Guys are more interested in in in, in what they're it's doing. It's Very in individual. Every
0: single guy has something they're thinking about. George Springer's thinking a little differently than Vladdy yeah. or Varsha's thinking. Huh? Yeah, I guarantee you. Uh-huh. Don't. I
2: guarantee you that that. Uh,
0: I mean, it helps that Georgia's
2: checks are bigger, but you um, get the point. John Schneider's going to join us after Can't the break. Can't wait. We got questions for John. I got a few. yeah. We obviously have questions for John. Sure. Uh, the He'll Jays will open answers. a three-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight at uh, PNC Park, the best ballpark in baseball. Is it still called PNC Park if they change the name mm-hmm. on it? I'm obviously worried about that because, you know, that is a thing. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fans, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast, The most opinionated Maple Leaf show out there. Real Kipper and Bourne. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your
3: podcasts.
2: You know, we've got a uh, terrific team behind the scenes at the... Uh, that puts us on radio and TV every day. Uh, we've got Jen Rolnick, our TV director, and uh, Mark Boppo, our producer. And uh, Lance Kennedy, who's our technical director. I used to say the guy who used to spin all the dials and everything, but that ages me. There's no dial spinning anymore. There's just stuff that moves up and down. Uh, Lance Kennedy's celebrating 20 years at the mothership today. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Lance... Absolutely. Who has uh, worked on just about every show here, worked with just about every host here, and has a special place in his heart for me, which is why well, I really I like him. Some. Who doesn't? Anyhow, so shout out to Lance Kennedy for that. 20 years, man. Awesome. That's really, Here's really 20 well more. done. Here's the 20 more. How about that? With me. Oh, can you uh, let's bring in John Schneider. He's manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. He is in Pittsburgh. The Jays will start a three game series against the Pirates tonight. John, thanks so much for joining, uh, for joining Kevin and myself, and uh, congratulations for getting out of Boston. I mean, I really, I can't, I can't put it any other way. Um, f- first, yeah. first, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was perfectly said. Yeah, it really was in some ways. Uh, first <laughs> question, just an, an update mm-hmm. on, on Zach Pop, if you can. Um, maybe we don't have a full update yet. Or maybe we'll get one later. But um, are you anticipating possibly having to make a, uh, a an IL move or Or is that something that you guys need to do a little bit of a deeper dive into today?
4: I think we're going to really just see how he is when he gets to the ballpark today and, uh, and go from there. Um, We have a couple backup plans kind of already in motion. So if we need to, uh, if we need to adjust, we will, but just really want to see how he is today.
2: Uh, All right. I'll ask you about that series. Um, You know, we were saying before we, before we broke the old line about you're never as good as you are when you're winning seven games in a row. You're never as good as you are, or as bad as you are when you're in, 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 you're in the middle of a losing streak. Uh, what did you take away from that series? And what, how how would you, I guess the bigger question is you're sitting in the plane last night. How would you evaluate that series?
4: Uh, that's a good question. I think that they, um, they outhit us. They, you know, we did not execute, you know, out- our game plan as a as a pitching staff as a whole um didn't get terribly deep into games and um you know had trouble putting guys away they had some really good at bats from the bottom of the order some younger younger players and um you know you got to tip your hat a little bit to them for having a good approach and um i think as a whole we need to do better as a you know as a group trying to both get ahead and put away hitters um we had chances to add on offensively in a few games and, um, and didn't. So, you know, when things are going like this, it seems like those things happen. Um, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there's some funky plays in in the uh, third game of the series where we usually take better care of the baseball. And, um, you know, like you said, like you said a minute ago, it was uh, the best part of it was getting out of there last night.
0: John, there are some good things. Dalton Varsho seems to turn it around. He's made that adjustment with his leg kick. No, no more stride separation. I need to ask this. It's uh, sort of a two-part question. When do you know, as a big leaguer, it's time to change, make a drastic change? That's a drastic change with your lower half. And from what you've seen so far with the new change, how has it helped him?
4: Yeah, I think you you know it's time. You know it doesn't just happen in one day. It's not reactionary to where you come in and say, "Okay, I'm going to have a leg kick now." Um, something that had been talked about, I think, since spring training, and um, it takes a while, I think, to get. I don't want to say buy-in from a player, but just whenever a player is kind of owning what they're doing and what they're changing, it's it's a, it's better for him. So. Um, I thought the time was right. He thought the time was right. Guillermo thought the time was right. So that, I think that worked out and what it does for him, it just allows him to, I think, unlock, uh, more of his bat speed. I feel like with his foot getting down and, and stride separating early, he was getting a little bit stuck and probably not getting some balls he's getting to now. So he, uh, he's athletic and he can really swing the bat. And I think this just allows him to do that.
2: As, as somebody who's managed in the minors and is now managing in the majors, you 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 kept faith with this guy, right? He would 102 Absolutely. at-bats where he was scuffling more mm-hmm. or less. Uh, he was still cleaning up. He was hitting fifth. Uh, didn't drop him down in the order dramatically. You kept faith with the guy. As a manager, is that something you still, when it works out? And I understand this is a couple of games here, but let's assume, let's let's give Dal- Dalton the benefit of the doubt and says that he's, he's righted the ship a bit here. That's still got to feel pretty cool as a manager, right? When a guy you've put your faith in,
4: comes through yeah it does i mean again you're always you know you're dealing with people and you're dealing with the human element here and i think that it starts with conversations with those guys and um it can end with just you know how much you are playing them, where you're putting them in the order and and how you're showing faith in them so yeah it feels good and i think you know we as an organization believe that dalton's going to be a big part of what we're doing you know not just this year but you know in the years to come so it's uh it is nice. I feel, you know, it's nice for the player and it's nice for us and for me, yeah, it does, it feels good but, you know, it's more, you know, it's more exciting to kind of see the player turn around.
0: Yeah, one more before we move on to some other things. Vladdy's said five homers in his last 15 games. Have you seen something different from him? Is it more of, you know, he's going to Boston, he feels frisky with that green monster standing around right on top of him. You know, you stand in the batter's box. It just looks like all you got to do is get it out in front and create a little backspin. And you're going to get some cheap ones there. Obviously, those are not cheap ones that he hits, but are you right. seeing something different from him?
4: Not really. No, I think that this kind of, you know, comes in, you know, kind of comes in, in streaks with him. It's, uh, his work has been really good the last couple of days. That sounds funny. You know, I think we just assume that Vladdy's always locked in. He was, you know, grinding a little bit um, earlier in the week. And I think swinging at the right pitch, that's what it, that's what it comes down yeah. to. And um, he does he does like playing there. I know he's got a, a, a good amount of home runs there. But he uh, he's swinging at the right pitch. He's getting the ball elevated and uh, just taking his swing, hitting hard, and it's going out.
0: Okay, let's let's talk about some other things that are not so – hot i guess as as of right now great well yeah i had to well you know you notice i like kevin do that cannot be roses uh with george springer now I i don't want to talk about his swing his lower half he's a little off they're throwing him breaking balls early in counts the elevated fastball he's a little late maybe he's a little too aggressive but i want to do talk about the relationship between you a guy like george springer and maybe the hitting coach is it tough for you know, he's an established guy. He's won World Series. He's had a lot of success. And quite frankly, he makes a lot of money, right? It's not, I say that, you know, you roll your, some people roll their eyes, but it's a fact. The conversation would be a little different. Is it a little different? Is it harder? You know, would it be harder, say, if you wanted to? I'm not saying you would ever do this. Maybe put him in the cleanup spot, put somebody else in the lead up side. I'm just saying that. How's the conversation with him? Is it tougher when a guy like that's struggling?
4: I love your drop ins, Kev. It uh yeah. your your lineup your lineup drop ins. I love them. It's no George is uh George is open, you know, for as much as he's done in the league in in his in his career, he's um he understands when his swing is, you know, functioning properly and when it's not. And he is not gonna sit there and kinda beat a dead horse. He's him and Guillermo and, and Hudgee, they're 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 constantly working, you know. There's one there's one real old ratty cage in Boston and, and Georgie was in there for hours, you know, um, rep after rep and, and trying new drills and try and, you know, trying to solve what he's doing. And um, the conversations are great. He's about as open as they can get. Sometimes you feel like you're talking to a rookie, but it's uh, yeah, that's, that's a non-issue.
2: One of the things that happened in Boston as well is the the Red Sox stole nine bases. Now five in, in, in one game will, will, you know, will, will make an impact. But I'm just wondering, John, um, if that's something that as you go into Pittsburgh, you're concerned about something you something you might I don't know how you focus on it. Something you may remind the pitchers uh, uh, about or just how you evaluated that, because, uh, yeah, I maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just part. It was, you know, it was a sloppy, tough four games and lousy weather. And maybe that was part of it. I don't know.
4: Uh no, definitely needs to be corrected. It's something that we talked about in spring training and the team that we're about to face in Pittsburgh is gonna be just as if not more aggressive than Boston was. So it's uh it needs to be cleaned up, it needs to be, you know, um, going back to spring training, we were said we want guys at a certain time to the plate and um it seemed like no matter what sign we were putting on from the dugout that wasn't that wasn't happening. So we gotta uh we gotta understand that, you know, That four-game series, that film is out, as they say. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to make the adjustments starting tonight.
0: This question is for you. This is the first time you've managed this time of the year, this early in the season at the big league level. How tough is it for you as a manager to manage the pitching staff early in the season? That means... You know, when the rotation's not giving you a seven, everybody could manage that, right? No issues. You don't have to right. use five or six guys out of your pen. But how tough is it for you as a manager this time of the year to work the pitching staff early in the season?
4: Yeah, it's a grind sometimes when your pitchers aren't getting your starters aren't getting beat. You know, we had Timmy Meza in there early yesterday just based on where their, their lineup is that. It's uh, it's it's tough, and it's uh, there's a fine line between. You know, running the guys that are available that night out there because they are available, um, and running them out there too much and not having them for the rest of the season or for you know later in the season. So you need contributions from everyone, and I think um, that's been inconsistent at times. So you you try your best to really a put them in the right spot and b take care of them physically. You know, it's uh it's tempting to run out guys. Uh, when you're down by a few to try to stay in the game, and then the alternative would be not having those guys available the next day when hopefully you're you have the lead. So that part of it, yeah, you know, it starts ends with starting pitching, and um, until we get back on a little bit of a roll, you're gonna need you know contributions from everybody down in the pen to really kind of step up and execute.
2: John, without giving away state secrets, what constitutes availability Great in the in the Blue Jays bullpen? You know, because I think a lot of us will say, well, so-and-so hasn't thrown in two days. He must be available. I know right. that's not always the case.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, not state secrets. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a combination of how many, you know, pitches they've thrown, how many days off, what their, you know, kind of output workload is. You know, that's really closely tracked these days. And not everyone is privy to the information that we uh, that we get. And I think that you know, conversations with the players, um, to see how they're feeling. So right now at this part in the season, you know, probably rarely would you see a guy throw three days in a row. I'm not saying we wouldn't do it, but um probably rarely. So it's it's much more in depth than just oh, this guy threw two days ago, he can throw forty pitches, or this guy didn't throw yesterday, he can throw two innings. It's a lot more that goes into it. Uh a lot more that goes into it for sure.
0: John, last time I talked to you, you were trying to find out who your most of the time everyday second baseman is. Are you closer to knowing who that is?
4: I think so. I can check the box scores.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I th- I mean, you're still trying to get everyone in the right spots, you know. And I, You know, you don't want to put a tie a bow on that and say it's over, it's done. You know what I mean? It's, it's three mm-hmm. good players. And, you know, Witt is obviously really playing well right now. So... Again, just like you're going to need contributions from everyone in the bullpen, you're going to need contributions from everyone, you know, the 13 position players. And uh, if it means right now that the runway is a little bit longer for Witt, that's great. You know, he's a really good player and has been for a long time. And um, there will be a time when Vision and Esky are are going to be huge, you know, parts of what we're doing too. So it's uh it's a – it's a combination of of, of, of all three of them a little bit. And, and, um, you know, you, you can't ignore how, how well it's playing and the things that he can help help you, uh, things that he can do to help you win every night. Sure.
2: Last question before I let you go, you've got a couple of off days coming up. Uh, will that be an opportunity to reset or recalibrate, calibrate the rotation? I, I, will we have to see what happens this weekend? Or, you know, have you guys got some ideas about that moving ahead? Or do you think we'll just kind of stick with things the way they are right now?
4: Yeah, we've got some ideas. We're going to hopefully get uh, be done with guys getting hit with comebackers. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, we got some ideas if, if needed. And, um, you know, we'll see how this series goes and kind of make our decision, you know, probably, you know, if not tomorrow, then the next day and see where, we'll, where we land up with the updates. Nice.
2: John, really good of you to do Thanks, this, man. Buddy. Thanks, so much, man.
4: Yeah, you bet, good guys. Luck. Appreciate it. Take Thanks. care.
2: John Schneider, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's a good scorer. He has to be to talk to us. Sure. Uh, so I, I wonder, that John's you know, comments about those off days, I wonder if maybe they might, uh, I mean, you had Manoa hit by a comeback. I wonder if maybe Manoa might get an extra day or something like maybe. that as a result of getting, getting, getting whacked uh, by that comeback. Or I know he did come out and finish, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I, I, let's see what happens this weekend. They win three in a row and, and you know, uh, everything's cool. But uh, I just wonder with those off days coming up and looking ahead to their schedule after the Thursday off day, I mean, it becomes a bear, right? It's... Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, at, at Atlanta, you got a whole... The schedule's
0: yeah. real. Like yeah. it is...
2: Run through it for us again after after they, play, after they got th- two in Philly. Thursday,
0: after Thursday, right. it's three Atlanta, four Yankees, three Baltimore, four Tampa, three Minnesota, three Milwaukee, three Mets, four Houston, three Minnesota... Three Baltimore, three Texas.
2: And they've got 17 days. They play 17 days in a row or something like
0: that? Sure. That <laughs> means absolutely nothing yeah. to me. But, um, it's the big leagues.
2: Uh, so maybe there's an opportunity there because Alec Manoa's next start would uh, yeah. theoretically be, uh, do, 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 Jeff slapped in the face, would theoretically be against Philadelphia on Tuesday, uh, which would give him an extra day anyhow with the off day. So, uh, we shall I see. I think you
0: look at it, would it be beneficial to the player? If it is, then you do it. You do uh, everything you can do at least early in the season. Yeah. Cause you said standing doesn't matter. Do it early in the season. That way late in the season, you can abuse these guys. That's basically what they're going to do. When September rolls around, even August, August, September, and hopefully into mm. October, they're going to be abused. You're going to throw them till they can't throw anymore. Any chance you would have to give them a day. My mind, Pete Walker, John Snyder, they're two of the best at communicating they'll walk up to the player and say this is what we're thinking what do you think how do you feel would this help they'll figure it out for their best player do we now that
2: that the you know the new rules we've been playing under these new rules now for 6 weeks or so 5 weeks or so uh, i want to talk to you a little bit about the running game which we saw Boston use and and john's right if you think Boston wanted to wanted to run against against Toronto wait do you see what Pittsburgh has in store for these guys and I also Don't like what John said. These. The video is out right now. <laughs> the video is out right now. Um, do you think that these rules are going to bring base running back into the game? Is it? I, I, can we say conclusively right now? that base running is an even bigger part of the game than it's been in the past 10 years or so. To your mind, just from what you've seen, I don't know how to care about the numbers. Uh, top, I'm saying top, just Top Duran
0: for running for the Red Sox. Those two dudes fly. They run the bases well. Can't be stupid with it. The Blue Jays, who do they have that fly? Not too many. Maybe Kiermaier. Yeah, and he's got to, you know, be smart because of who's coming up. Mm. You don't want to run into outs. You got to be smart with that. It's more for the Blue Jays about going first to third, first to home than it is stealing second. The last of the Red Sox, the guy, Red Sox, anything to lose? No expectations on Red Sox. You got young dudes, that's their game. They're getting on first. You reward them. If you're the manager, go run. Run you can't run anymore. Give them the green light. That's the thing, right? You can't be, well, the Pirates. Pirates, well, they got to lose. Yeah, It's just beneficial for you getting on base. That's your reward. If you're the manager and you get on mm. base, you do everything mechanically, sound at the plate, to have a good at bad, you get on first, and that's your game is to run you let it eat, man, that's the thing, right? These teams that are they can't be dumb about it. They just can't go out there to be running because the bases are closer. You can't do that. So that's a broad question, like that's a tough question to answer, because every, every answer is different. So every team's different. Yeah, no, but I, I, will, I, I just I wanted to say this: Stop walking people. The rotation for the Blue Jays, you know your names. I don't have to tell you, Stop walking people. Be better at holding a runner on. You can slide step. You can quick pitch. You can use that pitch timer to your advantage. Be better. There's a there. There was a lot of things going on that didn't emphasize you holding a dude on or a. Kevin, there, attention. They, they weren't said. You need to be better at that. There were a Want to lot be a championship of championship team. we were, were going to do that in the playoffs. What good cons, teams are? What concerned me
2: about there were a lot of easy steals.
0: No question. Within close. Right. Like easy. Yeah. Danny Jansen's not a great thrower. You got to be better with it. You got to. You know, it's, neither's Kirky. Like, you got to be better at slide stepping, holding runners on, quick pitch, throw over occasionally. Don't have to do it all the time because of the new rules, but you got to be smart with it. That could be a, a part of your game. Know you're struggling, giving up runs. This lineup's good. And John even said it. He didn't want to give they them credit. It was more, and he told you all you need to know, wasn't so much the Red Sox lineup. Our rotation and our pitching staff was not good. They didn't make good pitches. And, they, and, and they, that's where he gave them credit. Was they took advantage of bad pitches, but you want to be a, you want to be a, a prime time, big time team. That's because uh, it was embarrassing. You could tell, you could hear it in his voice. They were embarrassed a little bit. This might be a little slap in the face. Go out there and be better.
2: Yeah. It was just, it's not so much losing the four. Well, losing the four. Yeah, it is losing the four. How you lost it. That's how you lost it. How you looked at times.
0: You look like a playoff team in those four games. Absolutely not. So I'm not saying you're going to look like a playoff team all year. Because the Tigers just swept the Mets. Um, so you take it the way you want to take it, but right. it's how you get swept. It's how you look. It's how if the other team just beats you, you tip your hat. You can live to fight another day. Did they did the Red Sox always beat the Blue Jays in the four you know, games? No. I they was didn't.
2: It was funny because I think back to a couple of things a couple of managers I've covered always talked about was don't make a bad loss worse. Yeah. When it comes to your defense. And that's one thing you can you can control. You yeah. may be you know, you may not have it that day. The other team's pitcher may be in a roll. You might, you're just overmatched. But don't make it worse by throwing the ball around. Don't make it look worse than it is by throwing the ball around. Because that, you know, that lingers in people's minds when you have a game like that. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Mr. Barker and myself will be doing Blue Jays talk tonight. We'll be back Monday from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fans, Sportsnet 360. If you're listening to us via podcast, please give us a nice five-star review. Uh, Give Barker six stars. Just give me five. That's probably the best way to do it. Have yourself a great weekend.